Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. I am so excited to introduce you to Nia Simone today. I got to talk to her a couple of weeks ago for her pre-interview, and our conversation was amazing. She is someone who is a go-getter. She, when she sees something she wants and goes for it, she's a quick action taker. And she is someone who, honestly, when you hear her story, you are going to be so amazed that she's even here to talk to us. She is someone who is very inspirational, and one day she is going to be able to help so many people. I am so excited to have her on the call today. So she is from Las Vegas, Nevada. P.S. I'm very jealous. I've only been there once, and it was for a very short time, so I can't wait for her to talk to us and just tell us about her experience with school, like she um, just recently graduated from UNLV. And yeah, so her story is really exciting. Hold on, let's just see what. Yes. So um, again, I'm really excited to have her on. She is, she story is absolutely going to, to bless you. You're you're going to love every second of her story. And while we're waiting for her to get on, I just want to give everyone a little bit of an update. I don't know if you've heard of the 30-day challenge that we're running through VIP Ignite. What it is is it's a challenge group, and we have live coaching calls going on all the time. We have accountability calls, and it's a really cool community that we're developing for people who want to get into the entertainment industry, whether you want to be an actor, a model, or a musician. We have, people, we have coaches on there that will speak to any of those topics. And we're just having a really great time getting to know one another and build community. And guess what, guys? Nia is on, so let's get her on the call. Hi, Nia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are things in Las Vegas? Of course. Actually, I I moved from Las Vegas back home to California. So, well, the weather here in well, California is pretty good compared to theirs. <laughs> well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, um, what made you move to Cal- back to California? Well, I was born and raised in California. Um, I okay. went to Vegas for school because their business program was better than um, Long Beach, and that was the other school that I was that I was looking at. So, okay. yeah, I just, yeah, that's why after I got, I graduated early and then I moved back home. Awesome. Well, but I, I jumped right in there. So before we like truly get into the call, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay. So like I said, born and raised in um California in Palmdale, California. I I was a cheerleader. Um, then I did a little bit of modeling while I was in high school. Um, and then when I moved to Vegas, I started there in 2015, and I just recently graduated this summer. I graduated early. And then while I was in Vegas, like, I, I worked at Victoria's Secret, and then um, I joined my sorority, 
then I um, I started to model a little bit more. So I, I started to meet more people, um, photographers and just uh, other people in the industry. And then, um, yeah, and now I just moved back home to California waiting to get more into the industry. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. what was your aha moment where you were like, okay, you know what I want to do? I want to, I want to get into the entertainment industry. Like, can you, can you explain that process to me a little bit? Oh yeah, most definitely. Okay. So, well, as far as I can remember, like being in school, I've always done plays. Like I've always been interested in just doing plays and putting on performances for people. And um, I did that mostly like every year when I was in school and even in high school, um, I was in drama for the two years. It was like a higher learning theatrical drama. So I did that. And then when Mm -hmm. I went to college, I did drama my first year. Um, And that's when I I realized that I did really like acting and and doing shows. Um, I, I didn't, I couldn't do it like too much in um while well, I was getting more into my major in college, but uh I knew that I really liked modeling because when I, I when I started it in high school, um, I did it a, a bit with a few uh photographers that my mom knew and then I started to like open up more and like meet more people in Vegas and uh, well we'll get more into it. They weren't all good but <laughs> I was just trying to Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying, like, I, we, we all know that it's really important to know people and to connect, and Vegas is one of those places, even though, I mean, there's the bad ones in disguise, but that's what I was trying to do there, and, you know, I was very, I'm always very open-minded, so that's mm-hmm. what helped me get into it a little bit more, um, but yeah, okay. I've always been, like, really interested in it, and I've, I just love the outcome of everything, I don't know, the, the industry is, it's just filled with people that are so um, like determined and just ready to like do more and like help people. And I've always been like so interested and just inspired by that. So that's why moving forward, I was like, I really do want to be in that industry. And I've just been doing what I could to like inch my way in there and like meet more people and connect. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. And when you were in school, like you did fashion merchandising too. So obviously you have an issue, an interest in fashion as well as um, all of this. So that's really cool. Like, how do you feel oh, yeah. um, learning about? How do you feel learning about fashion merchandising and as part of your major? Like, how do you feel that is going to help you, or has already helped you with modeling? Well, definitely, um, it's. It's kind of I don't know how to really um in high school I did start my own my own fashion um club and uh fashion That's has always awesome. been a way Yeah, I was I was going to do it in college too, but they already had one so I just joined it. <laughs> but um <laughs> I just I just learned like it's kind of, I don't know if everybody will understand, but fashion is a way to like really read people and their personalities. And like, if I'm just walking down like in the mall and I'm just looking at everybody and what they're wearing, I'm like, oh, I can kind of get a sense of somebody without like really talking to them yet. And just looking at like the colors that they're wearing, like it's so interesting. I don't really know how to explain it, but like I've always been really interested in it since like I can remember. That's why everybody told me. I've always been really interested in fashion. It's just, and it just like brings out people's personalities because I'm, I'm, I'm a really big people person. Um, 
and I want to own my own boutique someday. So instead of going to like FITM and just getting like a, a fashion design, like a specific fashion design degree, I wanted mm-hmm. to, that's why I went to UNLV so I can get my business degree in business management so that I can be able to like do that and like have a team for that, but also be able to run my business. Um, so that's well, awesome. then, yeah, that's why when I worked at Victoria's Secret, it did give me more experience with, like, styling and getting to know women, um, comfort, getting them to be comfortable and, like, open-minded and and um, just learning, like, the, the various body shapes and personalities and, you know, um, the best way to really, like, connect with somebody. Um, and that's really important mm-hmm. in fashion is, is, like, the one-on-one connection with that person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I, I feel like that's really important. I feel like that's really important in modeling too. Like you and your photographer, like really reading each other and understanding each other and learning how to work together. So, and also that'll be very helpful. Like when you're on set in on a big movie in Los Angeles or wherever the big movie set is, because you mm-hmm. know how to read people and you know how to work with people. And that's a skill that you can take into any facet of the industry. So that's, that's really cool that, um, do you already have that awareness and that you've used it and you have a goal? I love that you have an end goal as well in mind for everything. That's really cool because, like, if you have a goal, then you have something to work toward. Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. Like, I do want to be awesome. in the industry because that is, like, my biggest main goal, and I really, really hope to someday I'm going to work really hard. But I also, like, really just want to, like, help people. I just love when I style people. Um um, I'm, I'm I'm a lot of people's personal stylist, you know. In my I have a, I have a ton of people in my sorority, and they all come to me for that. <laughs> um, in my family, That's everybody awesome. comes to me for that. It's just really like it's really uplifting to be able to help somebody feel good about themselves. Because, like I said, what, oh whatever you put on, like that that's uh-huh. how you're gonna feel for the rest of the day. Like it really, it. I don't that's- know if people think about it. Um, their parents, their hair, like their their clothes, it really does make a difference. So, like, I, I take totally that agree with you. Yes, yes, it's very important. I do take that in consideration when I do my um my photo shoots. Um, that all goes like hand in hand. And uh, I just worked with a photographer recently when I moved here because I've been trying to like search for local photographers. Um, and that uh-huh. was that was really interesting because he taught me like more about styling for for specific like locations um so I I learned a little bit more about that you know I'm just just learning every day but um yeah that was that was really interesting like that's when you're it's great that you're always learning oh yeah no so. I love learning that's why I've always been a school person <laughs> but yeah well so speaking of learning you're part of our 30-day challenge aren't you Oh, yes, yes, I had to be. <laughs> I had to be. Everybody on there is so great. Tell me tell me a little bit about your experience. Like, what is, what, what is it about the 30-day challenge that you like or that you love? I just really love how we have the opportunity to talk to so many, like, industry people. Um, because, like I said before, like, even though I did meet people, like, you, you don't really know if they're – really legit or not because I mean I haven't been in it so I just have to like take their word for it but um Mm -hmm. you can really tell from the people that we've had coaching calls like all of our coaches that they're actually 
like real people that have been through everything that they're helping us with. And I really do appreciate that because it, it helps us like ones that are struggling right now, like the obstacles and like connections and, and everything like that, just find a way to get past it the best way that we can. Cause that's really what they're there to help us do is just um, like avoid all those hard obstacles if they can and so that's one of the things that I really love about it um and I also love their accountability because even though like we did sign up to do the coaching like some people might might just sign up and like not do anything but they really try to make you accountable for it so that you're not only like spending your money and doing what you want to do um you're getting the little bit of experience um all the way around so those are the things that I, I love about the 30-day challenge. And I will continue to do the 30-day challenge. Good. Please do. I love having you in the group. It's, it's awesome that you talked about the accountability because I just got off the accountability call like about two hours ago. So I, like, I love that you see everything that we tried to put in because the one thing that when um, we were talking about like getting the group started, we wanted to mm-hmm. make it so that it felt like so that it was a community that you were getting a lot of value and that um, we were holding you accountable. So I'm glad that you see all of that. So has there been a particular coach or challenge in the 30 day challenge that has really like spoken to you in a special way or, or or a challenge that maybe has like changed something significantly for you? Um, Well, I would say what has, what like really helped me, um, was uh, Robert Glinsky. Um, when he had his, his coaching call and he was telling us to make, like, our monologue, that was, like, so hard for me because <laughs> I was just used to, yeah. um, I was just used to, like, like searching through and finding, like, the best monologue, like Mark Lawrence was saying. And, um, um, but that one was, like, really challenging for me, and I do love challenges. You know, I'm always up for a challenge, and you even helped me with that. So, um <laughs> That was like one of the ones that I was like, oh my gosh! And it's really just because I didn't, I, I wasn't sure if I should, like, just tell the story like straight out or like just, just how to um, word it or like what really to say. I don't know. It was just really, really challenging for me. But I think yeah. that I'm, I'm still working through it. Um, even with your notes because your notes are the reasons why I'm gonna change it and make it that much better. <laughs> but um, okay. yeah, so that. Uh, will really help me get out of like my comfort zone with doing that. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah, one of, like, I think, the, um, the good challenges that I liked that we did. Yeah, I, I love that challenge too. I love seeing everyone put their hearts on paper and then um, just like one of the most powerful things for me and the reason I love doing the podcast, like, I love everything I do with the company, but like the podcast will always be my favorite thing because I love helping people tell their stories because everyone has a story. And I feel like every, and I I say, if anyone is on this and they're like hearing and they were on like a pre-interview call with me, they'll probably laugh because I say I verbatim every time. But like, I just feel like every person's story is so powerful. And I love that Galinsky gave that challenge because it kind of forced everyone to tell their story. And like, the thing I loved about it too is that like like your story is like super powerful and super emotional and like the other girl Gina her her um monologue was like whew. So it's like I think it's really cool cuz because the more that you're able to do that 
the more that you share your story, the more authentic you are, then the, the more people are going to see that authenticity. And it's so important because let's face it, like the entertainment industry, probably not the, there, you, you're going to run into a lot of people who are not very authentic. <laughs> There's a lot of smoke and mirrors out there. So I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed that challenge so much. Oh, yes, yes. And like you said, awesome. there's so many unauthentic people that you run into. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to, how do you know, spot them out. That's mm-hmm. what someone told me is like, the most important thing is that you just have to like spot them out. But I'm, I mean, I'm still learning and I'm like nice and open minded. So I mean, I am susceptible to all what all that like negative stuff. But you know, still trying to learn. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, is, like, something that I've been learned, something I've learned a lot over the last year and a half to two years, and I think it's something that, from the, from the way you're describing, like, when you're walking in the mall and you're seeing people and you could tell everything about them by what they're wearing, you could, like, tell their personality mm-hmm. and all, that tells me that you're yeah. a pretty intuitive person. So, what I would tell, the, the, the first piece of advice I would give you is first of all, do research. Like, before you decide to go on a photo shoot, before you decide to do anything, before you decide to sign up with a company, like, do your research. Like, does, is, does, do people like working with this guy, like, or this woman, this photographer? Like, um, are, is this company a company that actually helps people get success? Like, do your research. But even more important than doing your research is going with your gut. Like, I feel like everyone ha like, I feel like people have, like, this thing in them where they just kind of should know. And not everyone is super intuitive, but I'm guessing, like, if you can, like, if you can pick up on people's energy by their clothes, you could probably pick up by their energy when you're talking to them, too. And the mm-hmm. piece of advice I would give to you and to any talent who are, who are listening is that if it doesn't feel right, you don't have to do it and don't do it, you know? Like, cause yeah, and I, I know definitely... in my life. Um, I definitely should have listened to, like, my gut <laughs> when that happened. I'll just get into yeah. it. So, like, when I, was okay. in, when I was in Vegas, yeah, when I was in Vegas, um, this is when I started, I was modeling, I think this was, like, my whole sophomore year I did modeling, and then, like, I started putting, like, a lot more of the pictures on my page and getting more recognition, and, like, other photographers were wanting to work with me, and then somebody contacted me on Instagram, he was like, hey, I have this friend, and um, um, you would be perfect to work with him, he's looking for 12 girls to, like, do photo shoots and, like, events with celebrities like Trey Song, Chris Brown, and stuff like that, and then I, was, I love Chris Brown, so I was like, and I want to get in the industry, so I was like, oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> so I... I contacted him. I I contacted the guy that he gave me his information, and then um, he contacted me the next day. And then uh, I had class all day, so later on that night he called he called me and another girl that he didn't get to interview because we did over the phone interviews because he was in like another state and he um, a lot of the girls that he was talking to were in different states, so we did over the phone interviews. Um, mm-hmm. and then he just, he just asked us the basic questions, like, what do we do? Why do we want to do it? Why would we be like a good choice, like a good fit and everything? And then at the end of it, he told me that, um, like he wanted to choose me. I would be the last girl, but he wasn't sure if I was, if I was committed. And I would say, I mean, I was committed, but I was also graduating that 
that that was my last semester of school and um he was talking about flying all over and doing all these events and I was like this is my last semester and I don't want to you know ruin that just to do all this and then he was like well let me ask you something he was like do you have a job I was like yeah and then he's like well, don't they work with your schedule? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, then this is the same thing. And I kind of should have known by then, like with his energy, like, but you know, me being gullible and really just wanting to just finally get in the industry and just being so excited, I just like overlooked it. So that was the first one I overlooked. That was bad. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> the and then later on the next day. He he asked me for all my information, like me and the other girls. So he asked us for our, our Instagram, our Instagram passwords, because he said he was going to make us verified. That was, that was another red flag. I was like, well, why do you need to do that? I mean, but I don't know, because <laughs> I don't know anything. So yeah. I was just like, okay, being dumb. And then he asked for, like, our dress size, our shoe size, and our height and everything, like where we live. So we all gave him that information. And then he asked us for um, – for like a full body picture with clothes on and then one with a bikini and then like one without. And I, I never took nudes before cause I didn't want to be one of those girls that, that um, had like a big scam with their nudes. So I was like, well, I don't really feel comfortable doing that. Do you really need that? And then he was like, everybody needs to send them. Um, if you want to do this, you need to do it. And then that was like another big red flag that hit me in the, in my gut. Like you said, it just felt wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to like two of my story sisters. I was like, he wants me to do this. Like, should I do it? And then they're like, well, um, I mean, it's, I mean, they, they said it seemed weird too, but just to talk to him and the other girls more about it. And then, I mean, everybody was doing it. So I was like, I mean, I guess if everybody's doing it, but that was like a really bad situation. And he said mm-hmm. in order to, solidi- to solidify our spots, we needed to pay him $895 to solidify our spots. So I did that, too. Wait. That was, like, literally my second worst thing that I did. <laughs> and then, um, oh. yeah, so, like, that whole this, – this all had been in a span of two days, literally two days. That's why I was, like, I couldn't believe how quick and fast, like, this whole bad thing – was and I was like oh my gosh mm-hmm. and when um I started to talk more with my story sister when he kept asking me for he he only needed that one but then he, he kept asking me for more like news and I was like why I was like I don't feel comfortable sending those why do you need them and then he just he didn't seem like he was like a scammer though he seemed like he really knew what he was talking about like in the industry he's like well um you just need to be comfortable if you're going to be doing these these shoots and like these events like and you have to say you have a scar on your like right hip um, he was like, I should be able to know that you have a scar on your right hip because I'm not going to give you a dress with a slip on your right hip. Like he was just really quick with his answers, and I was, mm-hmm. and he just made it sound like he was so like knowledgeable about it. And I mean, like I said, I'm so gullible, and I didn't, I don't know anything about it. So I was like, okay. But I started to talk more to more people about it. And the weirdest thing that happened, my my car. Um, this was, this was the first time that my car battery died. And the next day when he was asking me for all these pictures, he was like, go to the car dealership. And I was like, why am I going to the car dealership? And then he was like, because I bought you a car. I take care of all my girls. And then literally what? that was like, yeah, that was like the crazy thing that happened. And he really did because I, I went to the dealership and he was buying a car. Like it was going through, the transaction was going through. 
And so I called my real older sister. I was like, I don't know about this. And she was like, don't accept the car. I don't like where this is going. And then at that point, like, my mom and dad are calling me. Because my dad was in the music industry. He was a music producer. And he always kept me from it. He never really brought me around it because because of this. So yeah, like, Mia, this is why I, ha- I didn't bring you around. This is why I didn't let you, like, get involved, even though I knew you wanted to do it. Um, he was like, if it's legit, you need to ask him uh, for a contract and, like, go over the contract. And if he doesn't want to do that, then it's not legit. And this was, like, a long day. I had classes. I had my, like, sorority program I needed to do. So when I was trying to go back and forth, and um, I asked him about a contract. After my program, um, I was in the car with all my sorority sisters. There was about five of us. And then he was like, why do you need me to repeat myself? I'm not repeating myself. And then um, he was like, I just need you to send the pictures. And at that point, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do it anymore. I was like, <laughs> I was like, just, just send me my money back. Because he said if we didn't want to do it, he would give us our money back. I was like, just send me my money back. Like, I don't want to do it. And then literally after that, like when I hung up, that's when he locked me out of my Instagram. And then he started posting my nudes. And then he called me. And then he called me back. And, like, my whole my, – I don't even know how to explain it. Like, my whole – left my body because I was just like you know when you think things won't happen to you and I totally forgot mm-hmm. that I gave him my Instagram mm-hmm. password <laughs> so I was just like yeah like at that moment that's like when my life went, was over because my my sort of sister she was like Nia why are you posting at a time like this I was like you know I'm not posting I just got off the phone with him and then that's when like we've seen that he was posting them and then he called me and then he was like are you ready to listen I was like oh my gosh and I was like, oh my gosh! And then my sis, and then my um, sorority sister, she was like, I've seen this before. This happened to my friend. Um, he did ask us, like we, he said that we were we were going to need to fly to these events and do photo shoots. And she said her friend did the same thing, only her friend never came back. And I was like, oh my gosh! And I guess it's called like a devil's angel, where they where they buy you something, like where he tried to buy me a car, right? And then you're in debt to them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but then they never see you again. So I mean, you're in debt to them, but your family and your friends never see you again. And she said this is is the same thing that happened to her friend. Um, she remembers it plain as day, like the story, mm-hmm. the same thing. That's why they all told me not to do it. And then, he, um, he did have leverage over me, which were the pictures, but they weren't. I mean, at that point, my parents were calling me, and then my brother was calling me. Everybody's calling me. I was like, my life is over. And then my parents were just like, it's just pictures. You need to go file a police report for, like, defamation of character so that they can find him and not do these to the other girls because, I mean, that means he's also doing it to the other 11 girls. And and that's one of the main reasons why I did file the police report. And I'm still, yeah. I'm actually still going through that because that was in October, and I'm still going through it. Still talking to my uh, deputy that's on on my case. Um, it's a lot, like it's a lot of energy, and I just don't want to deal with it anymore. But what's keeping me going with the yeah. case is that I just want to, I just want to help the girls because honestly, that means that he's still yeah. controlling them. Because if he was trying to control me, if I didn't want to do it anymore, he's he's still controlling them. So hopefully, mm-hmm. I can help them. Um, of course, he gave me not. Uh, um, he gave me an alias name, um, so they can't really talk him. But when he, when he um, signed me out of my Instagram, it said he was in Detroit, Michigan. So the police department just said that they didn't have jurisdiction over there. That it was going to take like a year or two. Like these cases take long. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'm still going to be dealing with all of that. But, um, yeah, he, I thought it was but, over. Sometimes uh-huh. I'll get, like, a no-caller ID call. Um, my number's still the same okay. because, like, everything's connected to it. Um, so the first time I answered that, I blocked his number. So the first time I answered, like, the no-caller ID, it was him. And I didn't know it was him. And then he was like, um, did you, you think you got rid of me? You think this is still a game? He was like, you should be scared. And I hung up on him. Um, I think he called me a few days later, and I didn't know I answered it because I had just gotten off the phone with my cousin, so I thought I was answering her, and it was him again. And then he was like, uh, and then that's when he threatened me. He was like, um, you need to fear for your life. I know where you live. I know who your sorority sisters are. Like, I know where you go to school and where you work and everything. So that was, like, the the final thing that kind of, like, it didn't break me, but it just made me really mad at myself. And honestly, that's, like, the worst feeling because I, like, I have everybody telling me, why would you do this? And honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ha- not have done it. It all happened so quickly, but I really just was trying to get in the industry, you know, and <laughs> I was, like, so eager. Yeah. So I was just so dumb and, like, naive, but... Like I just think okay. the worst worst thing worst feeling is not from everybody telling me that it was like a bad mistake because of course I know that it's just me getting on myself because I there were those signs and I did ignore them and so I just like beating myself up like that's this thing that I think about like every single day especially when I get a a call that I don't recognize so um, I probably well, will deal with I'm it a- for a while but yeah it's it's hard. You'll be dealing with it for a while, but I'm going to switch from podcast host to, um, like, coach, if you will. The first mm-hmm. thing is, every day when you start to feel bad about yourself, I want you to thank God that you're alive. Because there was a high probability that if you had, if, yes, should you have listened to your gut? Absolutely. Will you ever, okay, will you ever not listen to your gut again? Like, oh, if no, you if you think something's weird, exactly. Like, I understand beating yourself up because I've made so many mistakes in my life, and there are times where I'm like, why did you do that? Like, why, why did you go against your gut? But the thing is, it's a lesson, okay? So I don't, I mean, don't beat yourself up. You're out $895, and there are some, there are some photos floating around about you, but you're alive and you're still in the United States. So you know what? You have won. You're so far ahead of other people. And the thing is, Nia, is that down the line, the more that you share this story and the more that you tell your story, the more people are going to be to be informed because this happens every day. This happens every day in the entertainment industry. So you learned a valuable lesson. And it's not because you're dumb and it's not because you're naive. It's because you were ambitious and you wanted – someone made you a promise, and it's something you wanted. It, anyone could have made that mistake. So I'm, I, I don't mean to turn into coach mode, but I, like, I don't want you to feel bad about yourself because someone who is a terrible human being lied to you. So every day when you start feeling like, oh – you know what? I want you to take a deep breath, and I want you to say, "God, thank you, thank you for, thank you that I'm still alive and I'm where I want to be," because you are, and you're making strides. A lot, of, a lot of people who are weaker than you would have just jumped mm-hmm. out, like, you know what? I want to go work in a bank. Forget my dreams. But you know what you did? 
you said, you know what, I'm still pursuing my dreams, and I'm going to learn my lesson, and I'm still going to go take photos, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be a part of the 30-day challenge, and I'm going to kick my dreams butt, and I'm going to get a platform where I can help millions of people not make the same mistake I did. So think of it that way, okay? Yes, that's, I feel like that's a really good way of thinking it. <laughs> I've just been, you Is know, it okay that I just went into coach myself. mode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't need that. I'm, I mean, I've been so hard on myself this whole time. So um, I do have to remember. We all make mistakes. That. We all make mistakes. Yeah. You're alive. You're alive <laughs> and you're going to be. The, people People are going to listen to this podcast, Nia, and they're going to say, you know what? I, now I'm going to see the signs. when When someone calls me and these are the red flags, I'm going to see those signs, and I'm going to be thankful that Nia told her story so that I don't make the same mistake. You just changed lives on this podcast, and you don't even you don't even know how many lives yet you have changed, okay? And I I really do hope that I that I can because I I just don't want anybody else to go through that like I did. So I really and hope that I can helps. tell you. I can tell you right now that this podcast is going to be sent out to people and they are going to hear your story and through you telling your story, people are going to make better decisions than you. And it's and because you made that mistake, you're stronger because you're still chasing after your dream. But your story is going to change lives starting today. All wow. right. Are you are you okay yes. with that? <laughs> yes, I am. Awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> Perfect. If I can help anybody, well, I'll tell I'll tell as many times as I can, just to help the next awesome. person. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to contact you offline because there's I want you to there's something I want you to do, but I will I'm not going to I'm not going to give you homework on the podcast since I just like coached you, but. I'm going to contact you after we're done here. I want to talk to you for a couple minutes, okay? Okay. Awesome. Well, and I know this is crazy, but our 30 minutes is up. Can you believe that? I can't. I can't. I feel like we've only been talking for like 10 minutes. (laughs) I know. We've only been talking for 10 minutes. How else has it been 30 already? So I just want to thank you so much, Nia, for getting on. Thank you for being willing to share your story. I know it's not easy, but I really appreciate you sharing your story because I, when I, I truly believe and I, I know that you telling your story on this podcast today is going to change a lot of lives. You're going to save a lot of people from making the same mistake that you did. So thank you for being so authentic and so transparent and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Of course, always, of course. And I appreciate oh. the opportunity to be able to tell everybody so I can – Literally just reach those people and, like, help whoever I can, honestly. It's, like, my goal. Well, I, well, your goal is going to be achieved today. I'm going to make sure that it, I'm going to make sure that this podcast is heard by people who are coming into the industry so that they know mm-hmm. because they're going to hear your story. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank awesome. you. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. And you have a great rest of your weekend. Of course. You too. Thanks, Janine. Thanks. You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.
I just want to thank everyone for listening to this edition, this episode of the VIP Ignite podcast. I hope that you heard Nia's story and that through her telling her story, you realize that you do have to be careful in the entertainment industry. It's an awesome industry and there's so many opportunities, but you really have to be very careful. So please, before you do anything, do your research and just be wise. And if your gut says it's something that's not for you, just say no. There's going to be another opportunity that comes up for you. So if you enjoyed my conversation today with Mia, please hit subscribe to the VIP Ignite Live podcast. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere the podcast can be found. And if you want to learn more about how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, and you want to um, learn more about the 30-day challenge that Mia and I were talking about, please go to our website at ammsociety.com where you can register for our next live webinar. Thank you so much and have a great day.